You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. You can find this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, Google Play, YouTube, Voice Assistance, just say listen to After The Show Movie Podcast, and you can also find us on ascully.com where we post written reviews. With that out of the way, here are your hosts, Ascully and Sitok. Good afternoon, Sitok. Hello. Good afternoon. Have you anything to say? No. Well. You're on your own. <laughs> okay. And, um, for the record, that would be rare if I had nothing to say. That would be rare, so go on, what are you <laughs> going to say? You just asked me the wrong question. All right. What <laughs> is the before the after the show discussion? Before the after the show discussion was that it's hot in here, it's cold outside, snowing, weather, of course, the obligatory conversation of every human. It's very boring. And uh, this movie, discussed it a little bit. Does that about wrap it up? It's very thrilling. Thank you all for coming. Be sure to tip your waitstaff. We'll see you next week. <laughs> oh my oh. gosh, I haven't been to a bar or a restaurant where that was even a thing for so long. Well, what's the thing? Giving a tip. Tipping someone. You give I mean, a tip to the yes, deliver room. But people. not like you walk in, you sit <laughs> down, someone, you know, I think, oh my goodness, when was the last time? I think it was when my mom's birthday, my friends and I took her out to lunch. We thought we were taking her out to lunch, and then she bought our lunch. That wasn't that long ago. That was September of last year. Well, that's true. So, well, well, I don't, I'm not saying I miss it, because I don't, but. But you do give a tip to the delivery person. Of course. Is it delivery, or is it DoorDash? DoorDash, for the ones we've been getting lately. All right. Um, We are not affiliated with DoorDash. I wish. (laughs) That three ninety nine come in handy for seeds for if my garden. If you are interested in listening, DoorDash, come at <laughs> yeah. us with your offers. <laughs> All right, so it is Saturday, September the 6th. This is after the show. This 600. is not September. No, it is not. Why? That's because of your mother's <laughs> birthday. All right, I'll re-roll that. Woo, that was, that was a year okay. gone past very quickly. I'm going to take it from the top. Start again, click. Saturday, February the 6th. This is after the show 670. We're a movie review podcast. We are reviewing a new movie this week called Come Play. It's a 2020 movie. Releases on Blu-ray. It's actually out now, February the 2nd. So you can pick this up now. It's rated PG-13 and it's from our friends at Universal who sent us a copy of the Blu-ray for review. Sid Talk, you give me the synopsis and then, after that, I will give you the real synopsis. Hmm... See that? I'm putting you down there by saying your synopsis sucks. <laughs> that's, that's okay. I, <laughs> I can't argue with that. So, see, I, I have nothing to say on that topic because you're correct. Right. Um, boy. Uh, <laughs> okay, let this me see. This is let a me... terrible synopsis. Boy. <laughs> There's a boy. Right. Okay, that's not part of the synopsis. Um, boy. Here's my synopsis of this movie. It's lecturing us on using too many screens. And then they threw a monster in there. All right. And I'll give you the real synopsis. Spoiler alert. <laughs> That's pretty much what Here it we is. Here we go. Desperate for a friend, Oliver, a lonely young boy who feels different from everybody else, seeks solace and refuge in his ever-present cell phone and tablet. When a mysterious creature uses Oliver's devices against him to break into our world, 
Oliver's parents must fight to save their son from the monster beyond the screen. Hmm. Okay, there's a few problems there. First of all, let me just say, I did enjoy this. I did enjoy this movie. I know that sounds odd because I'm probably not going to say a whole bunch of super positive things about it, but I did enjoy it because I like horror movies and suspense and the vibe of this one had that sort of like, what? what's a few of them? Um, the one where the thing's following her, it follows. Yeah, creepy. And it's yes. contained into like a house. So it's kind of creepy. Yeah, and it's kind of muted colors, almost 70s vibe. It looked like um, the one horror movie with the bride lady, you know, the house with the exorcist. The Curse of La Llorona. I think so. Yes. <laughs> Not... Not that that was a good movie either, that but was I like a very the, bad movie. I like the vibe of it, you know, sort of like this world is grungy and lonely. Spoiler: that's also part of the theme. Um, there's a lot of trash blowing around in this town <laughs> for some reason. I did notice that it built a vibe. I think it was just for that one. I also noticed shot. that everybody was like regular people. There yeah, was, there was no posh like multimillionaire people in posh cars or anything. And like even that. when she said, "I'll get him a phone when we can afford another yep. phone," so but I like I like that. I found all that refreshing, to be honest. Refreshing, yeah, but you it know. didn't help the story. So the story is a boy who is autistic and nonverbal, right? He uses his telephone to communicate, and in that synopsis you just said that he uses his screen increasingly. Blah blah blah. We don't we don't establish that in any significant way because we're all used to everyone, including children and old people and middle people, everyone using their phones and tablets and computers a lot. So this child watching SpongeBob before he goes to sleep, that's not an anomaly of any kind. You're not sitting there thinking, oh, wow, this boy's really using his phone a lot. At all, right? It just seemed like a normal... It just makes me feel like, oh, yeah, he watches, he watches his phone like I do when he, I go to sleep. He's just watching Spongebob before he goes to sleep. It was no big deal. So they didn't establish any like hints that it was... addiction to Exactly. That, yeah. that Oliver only focuses on his phone. We didn't and do that. Actually, uh, what didn't help that plot point, if they were trying to go for that, was that he needed to use his phone to communicate with people. So. Yeah, exactly. So that's a hard one to pull off, is that he requires his phone to... He pushes on it on the screen and then it says words because he can't communicate yet i mean right. he's working so on being able to speak having so. to have it is yeah. different from being addicted to it yeah so that was lost totally on the to me anyway and his increasing need created this creature who uses it against him again it just felt super preachy like now, and ye shall no longer use your phones and tablets, or ye shall perish to the monster beyond the screen. That's yeah. <laughs> now, this movie, like, um, is based on this. We just watched it actually, a short film, which I think portrays the whole idea of it more, like, kind of better than this does. But not the loneliness. It's just a creepy thing that comes from the screen. Yeah, it comes minus from... the lonely preaching, minus right. the using your screen too much. It's just a guy in a lonely place. So when you take like a five-minute short film and then you have to make a feature film, there's a lot of expansion you have to do on it, and I don't feel like there's enough expansion in this one. Mm. Like, like it. The idea is very small, yet the scope of the. I mean, they try and make it like a big deal, like the end. The, at the end and stuff, mm-hmm. trying to have a big action scene and all that, but it didn't work. I don't think, sadly. yeah, because it's fizzled out. I think by that point, right? Mm-hmm. Like the idea of it, like it is a good, um, 
it's well made, I have to say. Apart from, like, um, visually, any of the dark scenes are really super noisy. Like, is that Yeah, I don't, purpose? that didn't bother me. But, but you know I what I'm what, saying. Yeah, right? I get what you're saying. Really noisy. Um, I catch what you're throwing. If anyone was listening last week, that's a new phrase I'm inventing. I catch what you're throwing. But I think the noisy thing might have been by design, like... Like, because there's a lot of looking through an iPad and looking through a cell phone, right? Mm-hmm. And video does look kind of crappy in the dark on those things. Mm, disagree, but okay. Well, but I can barely see if it, you're so. using poor people's iPads, which they made clear that this was a found in it. They, like, because yeah. you might be like, how can they afford that that iPad? But no, he's at work and he finds it in the lost and found bin. Correct. And it's cracked and it's got stickers all yeah. over it. So... There's none of that. I mean, they tried really hard to make them feel like a regular family. You really hung up on that part. I like it. That's the part I liked about it a lot. And now it's creepy because it has like cool sound design and like, you know, like when you hear it, like it's footsteps. There's a monster. Spoilers. I think we said there was a monster Mm -hmm. at the beginning. The footsteps are cool and you can hear things, you know, going around you. And it's... There's that thing where, you know, they go from, like, very low volume to very high volume to scare you. Like, so it's it's kind of a jump scare thing. There's no gore, right? Because it's a PG-13. There's Mm-mm. no blood even, right? Is there? No. Um, there's a, a CGI monster, which I thought was quite cool. It was cool for, like, two minutes. Mm-hmm. And then I was over it pretty quickly. It wasn't compelling enough. Like... Remember the tall, creepy creature in some other movie that was actually a guy in a suit? That was um, The Conjuring 2. Okay. That remained creepy for the duration, right? It was just creepy. This, they overlaid too much bone cracking noise and too much (laughs) sounding noises and all that. And it was just like, you got an, I got anesthetized to it. I wasn't. Also, he sounded like every time he took a step, he was super heavy, right? Like, boom. Boom, boom. I did notice then, that. And but then he stood on the bed, right? Yeah, and they stood on the bed and nothing happened. Like, yeah, barely I expected bounced. him to cave in the bed, like, but Exactly. No. So that kind of stuff, I was like, okay, this guy is creepy and he's kind of slimy looking and he's tall. Maybe, maybe he can control everything about himself. So he goes light when he gets up on the bed. <laughs> goes heavy he shouldn't he have to make stuff up. You see what I'm saying? There's also some... Um, so I, what I do like is the vibe, though. I, I think the vibe mm-hmm. of it is good. I think the setup is good. I think it's, I like the scenes near the beginning where like the light bulbs are just going out in the house, like around. Yeah. There's also a bit of a... The first time or second time is kind of cool, but then again. There's a bullying thing with kids as well, which is kind of common for these type of kid, where there's a kid in a horror movie. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of trope cliche stuff um, that doesn't do it any favors, I don't think. I, agree. I mean, but they have to try and like go, well, this kid doesn't, he's not friends with the other kids or, you know. Right. They're trying to establish that he's super lonely. But the thing is, we, if you're establishing that he doesn't communicate well and he's living in a house where mom and dad fight. And yeah, also that we don't isn't... see, we don't see him like at school sitting alone or anything. I mean, the kids turn out to be bullyish. They weren't hardcore bullies or anything. They're actually his friends, but there's a whole story, subplot there, kind of. Um, we are not establishing that this child is desperately lonely and afraid of making friends or anything like that. Um, no. 
which no. would have helped make it more realistic that this creature is feeding on this kid's loneliness or whatever. It didn't, right. didn't come through like that. Um, there's also like the relationship between the mom and dad. Um, at the beginning, you know, you meet them and then they try and like establish that mom and dad are kind of done. Yeah, kind of. But it's really like vague. It's the vaguest thing ever. You're like watching yep. it. They're all in the house, and and then he's just next gone. thing he's driving away. Like you're like, oh, and there was no argument, or not really. We like, heard an argument, but that was it. Yeah, it was it was very vague. It wasn't like punctuated enough. I mean, I'm not stupid, but it wasn't. It was. <laughs> I, I think they want. I don't know why they wanted to be so vague with that. Do you? I think we established that she's, and I'm not being hateful to women who have autistic children at all because I don't know what that experience is. I'm sure it was very difficult, but this character overprotective. She's no, she's not overprotective at all. She's really snotty. She's well, like, "Well, you get to be the good guy and I am always the bad guy." And if you only stayed up and helped him, but no, you sleep through it every time. She says it in a snotty way. She says it like she's frustrated and then he says after he moved like I shouldn't have left. I feel like she just Told him, like, hey, if you're not going to help me, then get out. Yeah, and that well, was all we had to go on. Yeah, exactly. Did this we, particular character, she just didn't have much about her. There's really exactly. no details, though, to do with no. that. And then Dad just goes off, and then we just see him, like, at his job. Which yeah. Which is lonely car park attendant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's basically, you know, and all that stuff seemed really, like, broken to me. Like, like it wasn't mapped out properly. Because... I didn't get enough time to, like, care about them as a couple. Uh, and then I didn't care that they'd split up. Yeah. And then, you know, I didn't know. I didn't 100% know why they'd split up, apart from he seems to... That she says one thing to him about... Yeah, he's not helpful with the kid. No, he's just, like... Because he, he, like, hugs the kid a lot, and he's, like, you know, loving, loving to the kid. But she doesn't think that's enough. Right. Like, he should be doing other stuff. But nothing's ever... Well, dealing with the hard moments, which I, I, I understand that, but she, this character and the way she played it, it doesn't make her seem like I'm not sympathetic toward her. I don't feel like, oh, this poor lady, like none of that, unfortunately. No. And, and then uh, she's kind of snotty to her son, which might also happen when you have a child with some difficulties. You know, she's kind of like... Oh. I know. She you know. has an issue that he never looks her in the f eyes. Yeah, I wonder if that's a thing. That might be it a might thing. Be a thing. Like, uh, he looks at dad, but he doesn't look at her, so she feels kind of unloved a little bit. Yeah. Even though it's not that, it's to do with the autism. So there's that subplot. I, I think those are real autism things. Yeah, it's just not done in a way where this particular... They don't pull it together in a way where I'm like, oh, wow, I'm really invested in this family. I care that they resolve their issues. None of that happened. Um, and so as far as... like, So I'm a horrible person. And then it gets into the action of, you know, a monster that is inside a technology and trying to get out into our world. <laughs> the way you're describing it, it's a monster uh, inside a technology? <laughs> yeah. Now, I kind of liked that part, apart from the preachy, don't use technology or a monster's going to get you kind of thing. Yeah. Because I'm like, who are you aiming that at? Are you aiming that at, like, because this is a PG-13? Are you saying that to kids? Don't use your cell phone before you go to bed and make sure you... Are we all just desperate? Make sure you talk to other people instead of talking to people through your phone. That's what, it's, that's what it felt like. Yeah. 
otherwise, if you keep using your, basically what the message, if you keep using your phone and not interacting with the others, you'll be horribly lonely and a monster will come and take you away. I think you got it. You figured it out. <laughs> you uh, have the, learned from this movie. And the monster is what? Loneliness in, embodied? Like, is, it, is that what it is? That's what he says about himself. Yeah. You're all so lonely that you created me. Yeah. Now, that's, the, that's literally the whole idea of the whole thing. Yeah. Um, it picks up in, like, the third act into this kind of... It, it reminded me quite a bit of the end of Ten Cloverfield Lane, the way that kind of picks up at the mm-hmm. end. And it also reminded me of A Quiet Place, the way that... Because it goes to this kind of... It gets action-y um, unnecessarily, I thought, because it made it less creepy because it got a bit... I agree. Out of, you know, trying to get bigger than it was. Because, you know, we, we get out of the house, basically. A little bit. Yeah. Down the street. Yeah, and I didn't love the way they would... I, I thought it was going to be, like, some grand uh, twist finale. Something that would make me go, oh, that was worth the whole thing. Like I do, too. Maybe we're brainwashed into thinking that. Because I felt that, like, okay, what's going to yeah, happen Yeah, it here? felt like it was coming, didn't it? Something was coming that would blow uh, your mind. Uh, like, are something. these creatures behind <laughs> the screen just really genuinely... Um, good creatures they're just lonely and now we can have humanity connect with them through the screens is that how we're going i felt i felt there was something coming and there is something coming which i won't spoil but i wasn't really a fan of what came no no we won't spoil that bit but nope um but no (laughs) no so it's effective in parts but i feel that that short film was as effective as the whole of this was we just watched the short. The short films has a really creepy shot in it that's not really in this movie. The creepiest shot in the short film they could have used in this movie, right? Oh, yeah, that, yep. Yeah, it was really creepy, and it looked good even in the short film, so I don't know why that wasn't... What I did like, and what I do like, is bringing to light the, you know, a character who is... He doesn't, like, miraculously start talking at the end or anything like that. They didn't like cure him or make it seem as though something's wrong with him because he's autistic. It was more like genuinely this thing about him is feeding into the character and how the whole story is going to play out. There's no like, da da in the end, happy ending with like all of a sudden he's, you know, she yells at him near the end. Can't, can't you just be normal for one minute? And I think that's what a lot of movies would do that like, quote-unquote, normal, make you feel better about the world. But in fact, he's just who he is. And I like that. Yeah. Yeah, they don't, like... I mean, they just... The director's wife works with autistic children, so that's where that comes from. I mean, there's a connect... Yes. Okay. There's a connection to it. But, um, again, when you expand on a short film that has a cool little... You know, sh- very short horror films. I was mentioning to you earlier, Lights Out by that Sandberg guy we watched. We did a review of it, if you go back and look on after the show. Lights Out had a, a really cool short film, which was about when you turn the light off, there's this thing. And it was like this just cool idea of like clicking the light on and off. Is it there? Is it there? Oh, it's not there. It's not there. Oh, it's there. And that's the whole idea of that short film right and they tried to expand it into this movie and it's convoluted with this true ridiculous kind of love thing in it and you know it just 
drug addiction. They put all kinds of shit in that movie. <laughs> but the actual idea of something's there when you turn off the light is the whole idea of it. And it's the same with this. The short film is, is there something inside the phone or the tablet? Oh, and in the short film, spoilers, there is. That pops its head out of the tablet. And then it cuts to black and you're like, fuck, that was creepy. <laughs> and that concept is cool. But when you stuff it into this movie and there's all these other things layered on that are maybe not as interesting as they should be. Yeah. Or maybe not as played out as well. It's actually pretty short, this movie as well. It's less than 90 minutes. Don't know if it needs to be longer. Doesn't feel like it to me. But I, the thing that's... The horror parts I liked, but the relationship between the man and the woman, I didn't like it. I, the way it was written was kind of poo. <laughs> I liked the way the kid was written. Um... But I had to actually clarify with you. Like, I was like, can he not talk? What's the... You know, I'm not versed on autism children. So when he was using the cell phone to talk, I was like, is is he not able to talk? It's just nonverbal. At first I was like, is he deaf? Is he... Hmm. You know? Yeah. But then you you explained that nicely for me. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Um, So uh, let's go on to the cast. I only put down three people because it's mainly a three-person movie, isn't it? Azzy Robertson plays Oliver. What did you think of Oliver's little performance? He did a good job. A really good job. I think, too. And he doesn't say a lot. There's a lot of scenes where he's not saying anything, right? He's just acting scared. Um, But he did well. Gillian Jacobs as Sarah, the mother. I I like the actress, but I think she was terrible in this movie. There were scenes where she was hamming it up. I'll give you one example. When they're coming out of the house and the creature has just been in, you know, when it's in the house wandering around and they run out of the front door mm-hmm. and she's like looking everywhere. It's like, ah, ah, yeah. Ah. But I the, obviously there's nothing too. there. Yeah. And the director's saying, well, there'll be something there. There'll be, it just looked like really corny. Like she was like, <laughs> I don't know if that's her fault though, but yeah, <laughs> I know what you're saying. There was a bunch of times where the expression on her face was like, I was like, oh, that's like really basic like hey there's something scary over there and you go ah yeah so there was a lot of that and there was also a lot of like um she's a bit of a mumbler when she talks or talks very quiet occasionally yeah Uh, and also i didn't like her she didn't portray this mother very well for me what were your expectations though see that's the thing because i had that same thing like i just couldn't feel the connection, but then again, maybe she's brilliant, and that's how it is. And she's supposed to be a with bit the mother, and, yeah. Hmm. Well, for me, she didn't. I like the actress, but I didn't like the way she took this one on. It was, mm. it was a bit of a disconnect because I kept, especially during the scary parts, because I was like, oh wow, she's doing that, like, you know, the the drama school face. Yeah, a little bit. You know, like it's a bit like, <laughs> it's, oh. There's just a guy, like, stood going, we've got a green ball on a stick. Look at that, and act scared. And, and she's, it did feel that way a little bit. <laughs> and she's, like, going, ah, and pulling a face, which I didn't, yeah, it didn't, it didn't make me get involved in the scene as much. And uh, John Gallagher Jr., who I actually really like, plays the father, Marty. He's been in other horror films. Mm-hmm. Um... But they kind of rip him out of the movie for a bit and then put him back in. 
Yeah, exactly. I felt that way too. Yeah, I was like, oh well, I like him, but but then I don't care about him. And that that's an issue like I had because I wasn't that into the mother, and then they rip him out of the story, and we're with the mother again. We're with the mother for a bunch of time, and I'm like, where did he go? Like, I want to. He lives in this really weird like apartment. It's like he's so poor that he's like living in a. I think he's living at his business. Yeah, Um, that's what I took away from that. But ripping him out of the story. And then putting him kind of back for a little bit, I was like, oh, well, he's like my favorite part of the thing, and now he's gone. So it's kind of weird what they did with him. He as in the actor, not he as in the character, hopefully. Um, This is directed by Jacob Chase, who's just directed shorts so far. Um, The one shot is the shot that this movie was based on. What's the name of the monster? Larry. Larry. The short film's called Larry. It's about five minutes long. You can find it on YouTube. It's actually pretty cool. I liked it. It's and it looked to me like it was filmed in the place that they filmed the uh, yeah definitely the car park that they used. You know, I think they probably did that on purpose, like to homage the original film. No, I think you're you're adding something you very think it's weird. Just it was cheap. Yeah, of course it was. Oh my god, we're gonna homage this three minute movie that no one else is ever gonna see. But oh wait, we got a car park. We got a parking lot for free. Right. I think that's gonna. <laughs> That's it. So IMDb, uh, explain to the listeners what this is all about. What IMDb is? IMDb is the Internet Movie Database. It's been around forever. Is that what you want me to explain? Or do you want me to explain that you go on IMDb for every movie and find the one-star reviews because you like to make fun of people who give one-star reviews if you didn't like the movie? Not if. um, Just in general. You do always, yes. Of course you do. Generally like to make fun of the one-star reviews. All right. These are the people who hated this movie. We're not amongst them. I didn't hate it, but no. it's pretty forgettable, too. It'll be just gone out of my brain very quickly. This guy says, what a waste of time. Shouldn't be allowed <laughs> to play in a cinema. We should make a theme of the waste of my life and time of the one-star reviews, because it's very prominent. <laughs> this guy says, this was horrible. The whole film is set in total blackness. You can't see anything. Oh, I didn't have that, that problem. Nope, not true at all. In fact, it's for a dark, you know, mostly in the dark, the lights go out a lot. Yeah, it, it felt though, like they made a huge effort in a lot of scenes to turn all the lights on. Yeah, that is not true. This person says, the stupidest horror movie ever. <laughs> Their idea of a ghost is light bulbs going off. Can I get 1.5 hours of my life back? Larry is not a ghost. What's wrong with this person? This person He's a says, construct of loneliness. He's not a ghost. He never existed. This person says, terrible movie. I get that there are not a lot of new movies right now. So we watched it and holy cow, it's bad. Bad acting, bad graphics and just overall bad in every aspect. It could have made a killer short film at about five minutes long. Apparently this person doesn't know that that is what it what actually was. That's sure, funny. but to draw it out for this long was ridiculous. I wish I hadn't have wasted my time. Of course. Wasting my time. (laughs) And this person says, I mean, come on. I've watched a lot of bad movies, but this one probably gets the price of the worst, the prize of the worst movie I've ever seen. The actor's feelings felt so fake and the voice of the voices did not suit. I don't know what that means. (laughs) The voice of the voices. And the plot of the plot and the failure of the deeper meaning the message that was to be conveyed 
However, this was a good idea. And then the writing, another disappointment. Hardly anything and felt natural. Finally, the end, I won't spoil, but you'll be disappointed. Um, this person feels like they didn't finish. Like they wrote a sentence and then went and had a walk <laughs> and then came back and forgot they hadn't finished the sentence. It was weird. <laughs> I enjoyed it, though. It was entertaining. This person says... I made an account just to give this movie the rate a rating that it deserves. I'm a huge horror fan, and I'm pretty excited to watch the film after the high score I see on IMDb. It's a huge disappointment, though. First of all, if you read the reviews, you'll see that most of them are written in Chinese, which is not even English. The movie is a horror movie version of when you order it online, it will come home meme. <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> What's wrong with Chinese reviews? I don't think I understand that part. Also, <laughs> what? Are you talking? Why are you? This person also says, I have to give credit to the movie, though, because usually I love low budget B movies with terrible acting, but none of them had the level of terrible acting in Gillian Jacobs' performance. It's the worst thing I've ever seen. The part where she's running downstairs to check the children is my favorite because it is hilarious. It was pretty flaily about. <laughs> and also, okay, here's the deal. I'm not a mother. I'm an aunt. And I love my friend's children. And grandchildren. Here's the thing. If I had, if, if I was in charge of one of my young nephews or a friend's child, you know, at this age, we're going to say 10, 11 years old, do you reckon? Yeah. And then three of his friends were coming over to sleep downstairs. And uh, they've had a past because at some point the, the young boy who is autistic has hit... The other boy and the other mothers say, well, they can't be friends anymore, right? So that's happened in the past. I sure as hell would not be upstairs, asleep. She was completely asleep. And let them sleep downstairs alone, first of all, with nothing to do. Like, basically, (laughs) you just stuck them down there on the floor and on the couch and on a chair. I would be in... First of all, they'd be upstairs, where I am. I realize this is for the movie. But that just made it feel really weird. Like, she's not a great caretaker. Yeah. Because it actually it actually cut to a scene of her like fast asleep, and then it took a long time for her to wake her ass up and get and down there. Like, why is she fast asleep and those three kids are running amok? Or four kids downstairs? What, what's going on? Right, there? and she's the mother of this child who has had issues, and she has to be awake and aware all the time. And that she's was like, just, "Fuck it, I'm going to sleep." We haven't established that Larry can hypnotize her or anything, so that's not part of it. It was just a funny one, and I don't blame her for that one. Um, just bad storytelling. So uh, the Blu-ray comes with uh, no extras whatsoever. None. Fantastic. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it comes with nothing. Um, So we can't review the extras. But uh, conclusion, I'm going to give Come Play a 5 out of 10. Hmm. That's generous. I think that it feels well-ish made. Looks kind of cool, but I'm I'm barely hitting the 5 mark. So I'm like at 4.79. That's very specific. Yeah. Well, I'm rounding it up for you because you don't like the percentages. Well, what's going to happen to you for giving that score is Larry is going to come <laughs> and he's going to get you. I know because I'm not lonely. So Larry's got, I'm, I have plenty of friends. So if that's the only requirement for Larry, I'm good. All right. So uh, thank you to Universal for letting us watch this movie. Next week, we'll review another movie. <laughs> uh, the movie, end. <laughs> I won't tell you what it is. It's a surprise. Okay. I like the surprises. Um, I'm going movie recommendations for this week. At this point in the show, we'll recommend you some movies. I'll do it based on this 
not really based on this movie, but some movies that came to my mind while I was watching it. Number one is A Quiet Place. Remember that one? Mm-hmm. Of course. Uh, Jim from The Office and The Monsters. Mm-hmm. I really like that movie. There's a sequel to that movie that they made, but it never came out. Mm-hmm. And it's been sat for like over a year now, waiting to come out. Hopefully they release it at some point. Um, and my other one is E.T., the extraterrestrial. Oh my, oh my, you went there. I just, you know, kids and the house and mm-hmm. the thing. I just had some E.T. thing. Yeah, it was that scene where he was pushing the sponge on his bed. <laughs> yes. It reminded me of E.T. I feel like somebody did very consciously take bits and pieces of many other suburban horror yes. um, kid-involved movies. I'll give you a... The opening shot of this movie is literally the opening shot from It, with the with the rain and mm. the suburban house and looking towards Some the storm yeah. drain. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. And then in the kid's room, this is the thing I noticed, there was E.T. doll, there was a Star Wars doll. Uh, this is also by Amblin Entertainment, by the way, uh, Steven Spielberg's production mm-hmm. company. There was a bunch of stuff like that but you really had to look did you notice the stormtrooper and the no i mean i just got the vibe that they're using lots of yeah you know so it, popular culture. that's why i thought of et while i was watching it so what are your uh recommendations my recommendations are me going back to the 80s and i'm still in 1980 and uh so these two movies do not match up with this movie <laughs> perfect <laughs> perfect they're just on the list uh Cheech and Chong's next movie, which implies it was a sequel, and one of your favorite of all time, Airplane. Airplane is amazing. Cheech and Chong movies, I don't understand them at all. I mean, (laughs) you're not wasted. It doesn't make me laugh or anything, you know? It wouldn't now for me, but I'm sure at the time I was a teenager, I would have. But Airplane is a freaking masterpiece. I'll listen to you with the judgmentalness and then claiming that. Good grief. No, I mean, Airplane, you know, when you just said, like, it probably wouldn't make me laugh now, um, talking about Cheech and Chong. I watched Airplane so much as a kid. I couldn't believe that there was something like that. It was so funny to me. Yeah, but you're now 50 Now I'm now 50, and it was on um, YouTube TV. I was flicking through, and I was like, oh, there's Airplane. And I put it on, and I thought, I'll watch this for a minute and see what's going on. And I ended up, like, watching half an hour of it. I was like, it's like Anchorman for me. It's very close to Anchorman. Oh, my. Anchorman's right up there for Yeah, it. Anchorman's got the same sense of humor, hasn't it? It's like really like kind of Dopey. bizarre. That's <laughs> no, bizarre though, isn't it? Because sometimes you're like, why are they even saying that? A little avant-garde yes. in comedy. And that's that's my kind of... Vic Reeves and Bob Mortimer from the UK. And we're not claiming that any of it is modernly, culturally acceptable at all. It just is what it is. It's it exists. very funny. Yeah, whether you me. like it or not, it yeah. is what it is. Um, Monty Python gives me the same, you know, um, and Vic Reeves and Bob Mortimer, you know, Vic and Bob from the UK, their humor is... Vic and Bob are just, it's Yeah, it's like, you know, when you're like, where does that even... Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I I, know you do. It's just bizarre to me. um, Fascinating that I'm married to you. So, uh, yeah, Airplane is a freaking masterpiece. I love it. Uh, Even Airplane 2 is also equally as good. A good a sequel that is equally as good as the original. Hmm. So uh, there are our recommendations for this week. A Scully stuff. I've been playing some video games on the PlayStation Five. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> PlayStation Five. <laughs> PlayStation Five. <laughs> the fancy PlayStation Five. Um, 
I'm, as far as the PlayStation 5 goes, I've had it, what, like a month now? I've been playing it every day. Um, I want to say that the PlayStation 5 is a really cool... The thing that I keep telling you over and over, that I love. What do I love? But the PlayStation 5? Yeah, about it. About the difference Am I supposed between... to pay attention to everything you say? I've said it so many times, I thought you'd um, just be able to... Let me guess. The loading times. Yes. <laughs> okay, I win. I win the wife award for paying okay. attention once, so, at least once. So on the PlayStation 4, for instance, and the 3, when you turn it on from it being off, so you, you wait for it to come on, which usually takes, you know, 30 seconds to a minute by the time it all boots up, and then it boots up, and this is the PlayStation 4 I'm talking about. Then you launch a game... You go through the title screens, the you know the production companies like all come up. Get to the title screen. It'll say press X to start. You press X to start. You'll load your save game. Then it'll load the game. By the time all that's happened, it's probably from you sitting down to get into play the game. It's about four to five minutes on the PlayStation Four. On the PlayStation Five, from Cole just switching it on to getting, let's say, Spider Man swinging around the city. It is about, like, 50 seconds. Now, you might think, well, what's that doesn't the, What's seem... the big deal? But it is freaking right, crazy. Because it makes me want to just go and sit down and play a game, like, more. Because I, I don't have to sit away. And... So, like, you know, it's 15 minutes before dinner time, and I just want to have a quick game of Fortnite. I can get in and get out quick. It's, it's a really game-changing thing. Uh, the load times. Uh, the other thing is, um, it was our anniversary this week. Happy 21st anniversary, Sid Talk. Thanks. And uh, Sid Talk bought me a PlayStation 5 game. I did. It's called Sackboy's Big Adventure. It's from the people who made Little Big Planet. And it's Little Big Planet, if you remember Sid Talk. I do. It was a like um, it did have platformy levels, but it was about creating your own things. Remember? It yes, was a, that was a big deal. Yeah. Now this is in that world, but it's an actual platform game. It's not like you're creating anything. You can customize your Sackboy character, but it's more a uh, if you think of something like Mario from Nintendo, any of their Mario games, it's like that. You're in this big hub world, and then you go and you do little levels, and you have to collect all the things and get all the secrets. And uh, there's a big overarching story, but this one's called The Big Adventure because it's actually really huge. Like, there's a lot of levels to it. And it's platforming that you'll know, you know, you can't move the camera. It's like a um, forced camera perspective, but it works really well in Little Big Planet. What's the thing about Little Big Planet? Like, it's everything's made out of like real cloth. Cloth, string like it, and cloth and tactile textures. Yeah, like and it's things. um, like crap. Yeah, crafty, fabricy. Yeah, like I like I was doing a thing yesterday where you were running across rubber, like everything was made of rubber, so it was kind of. You mean it's like the world full of textures and things? Yeah, lots of textures. <laughs> like your character's made out of like sack because he's called sack boy. He's called sack boy. That means like a gingham or a gunny sack. Yeah. And when you look at him close, he's, you can see all the little threads. And, you know, it's just very, like, charming, I think. But uh, Sackboy's Big Adventure. It's is on it the PS5. Twee? twee? Is that the word that they use on the art show from England? Yeah. It's very twee. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a posh version. 
of being too precious or sweet. So um, yeah, it's cool. It's um, I've probably I've played the first world actually, which is like from the beginning to the first boss, and it looks to me like there are five or six of those worlds, and I've probably spent two or three hours in the first bit. But then there's loads of I've gone through them, but then when I look at the big map, it's like you haven't collected this, you know. So you have to go back and get everything. So it's a cool adventure. Thank you, Sid Talk, for uh, getting that. You're welcome. Um, also this week on PlayStation 5, it's uh, the first week of every month is when they do the free games if you're a PlayStation Plus member. And this month they've done Destruction All-Stars, which you've seen me playing this week. It's a online uh, arena. You're in an arena and you are driving cars and it's, it's Destruction Derby. You have to smash the other cars, you know. It's very, very simple. But it's really fun. Driving cars and smashing them into other things. Remember the game Burnout? Mm-hmm. And you get points for crashing into stuff. It's that kind of... Uh, it, it fills that kind of vibe for you. So, you know, you go online. You are, you're in this big arena. You're a person. You can actually get out of the car and get into another car. If your car's getting destroyed, you can jump out and jump into another one. Um, it's on the PlayStation 5 exclusively, so... You know, you're only mm-hmm. playing against other PlayStation 5 Bloody people. Um, one of the things, one of the big features of the PlayStation 5 is the controller has a microphone built in and a speaker also built in. And one thing that Destruction All-Stars I don't think is a good idea is by default, it listens and plays voice through the speaker. So it doesn't do this very well? No, because it by default, now, if you're not really that tech savvy and you've just got a PlayStation 5 and you're playing, well, if you don't press the mute button on the controller, you're just being broadcast to the game all the time. So mm. any conversation you have goes out there. So while I've been playing this game <laughs> through my speaker, I can tell that people have no idea that they're being recorded. They're just talking to each other. They're not saying anything in particularly interesting, but it's nothing <laughs> to do with the game. It's like... Yeah, maybe. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'll probably go tomorrow. You know, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Just like just that? Old. Nothing dangerous? No. Uh, generally <laughs> not. It's just inane. Okay. Like, I'm, like, I'm playing the video game, and I'm talking to somebody on the couch, and it's just nothing. Like, it's just, you know, just average conversation. Gotcha. And, you, and it's coming out of the speaker, and you're like, this is not... This game's kind of exciting to play, but... Listening to this guy talk about like going to the shop tomorrow is like... So, what I would do to fix that if I was them was uh, mute the controller by default and then you have to unmute it if you want to talk. It's, oh, a really, yeah. it's a very quick fix. So, um, yeah, I didn't hear anything weird or racist or sweary. I just Unusual. Heard, I just heard the most boring conversations you could possibly... I actually heard a French guy just talking in French, but it... It sounded real. It just sounded like he was. He definitely wasn't talking to the game. He was talking to whoever was in the room. So yeah, talking was, French. I like the way you said. <laughs> He's yeah. just talking French. He was using that French. <laughs> Not like speaking French. He was just talking French. Talking that French. You mean like he was saying like croissant? He was saying baguette. <laughs> Is that racist? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Is that nationalist? French <laughs> That the only two French words we know are baguette and croissant. We probably uh, know others, but... 
Volavon. They're all food. They're all food, yeah. That's true. They're all food. The only Spanish words I know are like burrito, taco, enchilada. So there's a theme here. Yeah, we ask me anything about French if it's food. And if I can substitute food words for other words, I'm good to go. I could go there and be fine. That's <laughs> um, so yeah. That's the games I've been playing this week. What is for dinner, Sita? What do you want? What do you what, want? Why do we? What is this? What's a for dinner segment? You Should always we? ask me. I don't know. Well, I don't even get it. <laughs> because as of 2009, we decided to be. Well, we just stopped eating meat. We're not. There's nothing else to it. We're vegetarian. We're not vegan. Um, and through the years, I have learned that people are un imaginably uh, upset by someone saying that they're vegetarian. I, I don't even get it. I have no idea why that bothers people. Because I couldn't give a shit if you sat in front of me and ate like your own leg. Like I just, I've had people your feed, who... Your food, um, your body. You know? I've said something to somebody, I'm a vegetarian, and then I've had them like show me pictures of meat as I'm supposed to go, oh my God, I've got to stop yes. and eat that meat. Yes, or send you memes that are, like, like, making fun of you for not eating meat. But often, like, look, it's I'm weird. making this awesome piece. Like, I'm I'm making some meat, and <laughs> yes. I'm like, good? <laughs> do they? Uh, I try to explain to people, you do realize that for 40 years, 40 years, four entire decades of my life, of the life of the universe, this person, me, I ate probably more steak, chicken, not a lot of lamb. That just wasn't a thing. You didn't. Uh, you didn't do that for forty years. Forty years. I was forty when I when we stopped eating meat. It's been eleven years. Oh, that's true. Yeah, twelve almost. So yeah, it's been a long time. So for forty years, from the time I was old enough to chew on a piece of meat or eat a hamburger, we ate. I mean, my my grandfather ran a stockyard. My dad ran a stockyard. We had a farm. We had cattle. There were hogs. There was hog shit by the door. Back door on the boots. Did all the you time. eat that? I did not eat the hog shit, but I'm just saying, I wasn't like raised up to not eat. Not that that even matters, but I had some health issues, decided to try not eating red meat. And then what did we discover when you jumped on board about a month later? We don't even care. Like, no, don't neither care. of us seem to miss it. Um, it's been a huge adventure. I am still very plump and overweight. You're not, because you make all the right food choices. I mean, Cake isn't meat, right? So, or bread. So, it's, like, it's not like I'm wasting away. We don't, we are sick less often. Both I, of us. I do find uh, that I've been less Absolutely. sick uh, yeah, since we stopped that. Absolutely. I don't know if that's just. Yeah, it's to be coincidental or just like the combination of eating other things in a, like, when you go to the store now, I don't go to the meat section. You just go straight to the veg and find something, uh, whatever. It could be. People say, what do you eat? I'm like, everything else in the whole world. Anything that's not meat, we eat that. <laughs> well, if it's edible. Yeah. I'm not going to like eat this cup mug well, here, but you know. Yeah. yeah, but all the things in the grocery store that are not meat, you can yeah. eat all that, which is probably 85% of the grocery store. Yeah, it's just, it's a funny thing. And so telling you what we're eating is because we're just telling you, we also like um, fast food because tonight we'll either be Jersey Mike's yes. delivery Mike's. or I'll go to Taco Bell. Mike's. Because they have... <laughs> He's on a Jersey Mike kick. And we don't get advertising from Jersey Mike's. I wish, because we both really love it. Unfortunately, last night, they did get them a little wrong. But they're 
That's willing. the first time they've ever yeah, got it wrong. Yeah, but they're willing to give us a freebie, so there you go. That's what we'll be having. But that's what we're telling you what we're eating, because people just look at you like, ew, or they're offended, or like you said, they try to taunt you. Oh, well, if you, you should try this sausage thing covered with bacon dipped in hamburger wrapped in chicken. <laughs> and you're like, I've had all that. It's delicious. I totally get it. Chicken is delicious. Fried chicken is amazing. Steak was amazing. But I don't care anymore. So there's a lot of other things in the world for you to worry about than me not eating a dead animal. Like, that's that's how I look at it. So there right. you go. There's the food section of the show. What's your advice? And then we'll get out of it. My advice is just a little reminder. This week, un- very sadly, a friend of mine's son died. I won't discuss how or anything, but he was only 19 and she's... Only in her, she, I don't know how old she is exactly, but she was a teenager when I was in my early 20s, and it's devastating. It's terrible. And I don't know the circumstance, but when, like, my mother reaches out to her, because I don't live there, I don't live around there anymore. So my mother reaches out to her, goes there to see her. And it's not just my mother saying, Oh, we care about you and we love you guys, but she then passes along all the other people who are saying, This person's thinking of you, this person's sending their love like that. And that sounds really trivial, and a lot of people blow that off. But the idea that if I send my niece a message, you know, my nieces are in their 30s now, and say, Hey, I love you. Oh, and Aunt so and so asked about you the other day. Um, Grandma says she loves you too, or. My friend from college keeps asking me how you're doing because she really cares about your, you know, going to grad school or whatever. Like, just add the other layer that you're, like, yes, they want to know that you love them and care about them, but they also kind of bring in the world, you know? And I'm not opposed to sending text messages and Zooming and communicating through emails. I, I love digital communication, but also just hearing it from a person that another person actually brought them up or thought about them or is curious about their whatever, or says congratulations on your baby, on your this, whatever. I just think that's a a thing to make into a good practice. Well. well, And also eat whatever you want. (laughs) I want to mention a bit of a service announcement here. Oh, my. Um, That's what I just did. Ascully.com. I did some changes to Ascully.com this week. You did. Um, I was excited. I love change. It's good. So ascully.com, it won't be any different. You'll type in ascully.com and you'll arrive there. I've I've also... Like teleportation? Yeah. (laughs) But the the website will look different, but all the podcasts are still there. Well, actually, they're not just yet. I'm uploading them slowly, but most of them are. What is the purpose of this change? Uh, Just got sick of paying the web host. (laughs) Like, Like, you know... They increasingly keep upping their price, so... And what is... To me, I was boiling it down to, like, the purpose of your... Of what we do, what you do with com is to... Is this podcast. Talking about movies. Because you and I have a conversation every time we watch a movie. Why not record it and share it with people? That's the bottom line. We don't do advertising. We don't get any of that. Nothing. It's just us, you know, connecting out there with the world with our funny views on things sometimes. (laughs) And if that's all we're doing, then the front, or it's like saying versus um, having a storefront where you rent a whole store just to sell like some drawings that you do when you could actually just sell your drawings from home. And I think that's what this is to me. You're serving up the podcast just from not a whole storefront. 
So you can sub- you just go to ascully.com as you usually do, and you can subscribe to the podcast. There's all the ways to subscribe right there on the page. Or just listen straight on the page. Or say to one of your smart speakers, listen to After the Show Movie Podcast, and it will play you the latest episode. Um, Anchor.fm is where I'm hosting all the podcasts now. Which seems like a good place. And we do, it, yeah, it's run by Spotify, so, you know, it's a big, giant thing. But uh, our Anchor FM um, URL is anchor.fm slash after the show. So that's really easy to remember as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can go, you can, uh, there's a feature on anchor.fm that we didn't have before. Oh. But if you want to go there and uh, leave a message for us, you can leave a voice message on the main page. Oh. So if you want to say something about the movie, about the review or whatever, you can. You sure you're, you're, <laughs> this is the internet you're talking to? If you want to say something horrible, say it. You want to say something horrible, <laughs> be prepared. Cause you want to say something nice. You want to Sid say Talk loves confrontation. I went, Just um, so you know. I but, love it. But there is a button right there on the top of the page. It's called message. You can press it and record a little voice message. Um, That's a bit scary, I think. Result, well, <laughs> not really, because you delete it, or you, or you listen to it. I know, it. but the idea of somebody taking the time to leave, it could be wonderful, and it could be like, whoa. Um, I went through, I've not done this before for a, a long time, I went through Apple, I don't have any Apple devices, so, but I was on their website looking at our podcast, and there was a lot of reviews for our podcast, and they were very nice, nice so thank you, all the people who put the reviews Yes, up. thank you very much. Taking the time to write that review, whether it's a one star or a five star, it's taking the time of your life. Just to share your thoughts about this thing we do, and I think that's pretty cool. Well, our podcast is a 4.6 out of 5 on uh, <laughs> Apple, Apple iTunes, so that's pretty good. Don't get a big head. Thank you. Yeah, I've <laughs> got a big be, head. It now. could be 1.0. <laughs> Just be <laughs> careful. <laughs> so it's, it's, if, um, I have redirected everything, so if you're listening to the podcast, this podcast, it all worked, and you're still getting the podcast. But if you didn't, and you it messed up somehow... Just, I'm assuming you'll go to ascully.com and look to see where the new one is. Wouldn't that imply that they aren't listening right now because they couldn't? Yeah, well, hopefully those people went to ascully.com and went, oh, there's the new one, and press subscribe. You're you're bending my mind. You know, either it it did work, as as far as I can tell, the, you know, the trait, what do you call it? When you move over. DNS transfer? The tran- transfer, yeah. Yeah. So all our old listeners, it shouldn't even affect them. But if it did, I don't know how I'd tell you. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully you went... You, you mm. got into this hole that you just dug, and then you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> Ho- hopefully you went to com and figured it out. Because all the new ones... Because <laughs> you're listening right now. So that means you're very diligent. Thank you for Thank taking you. the time to find us. So you can email a. So basically what you're saying is that your RSS feed will not... Has not changed? So if someone had it put into their podcast feeder thing? No, it it, it should have. I did the thing where the new host um, redirects from the old one. So like it just sends them to the next podcast. This is also riveting, I'm sure, for many people. But we're nerdy. But I did that thing, which I trust works. And it says it works. When I click on the page where I did it, it said, your transfer was successful. So (laughs) hopefully this week people just... We'll look and be like three people listening. Yeah, It'll be, be like me people. and you and my <laughs> sister. <laughs> so um, that's how it works. It's kind of a good, if you go to ascoli.com, it's a whole new look. I think and it's, it's exciting. I think it's simpler to deal with. And uh, if you want to listen on the page, it's really easy. Just last year, I ditched my whole website. 
I had a website for many years, but it was nothing. I would put some pictures and some article thingies and me just rambling on. And then, because I started with GeoCities, right? That was free back in the day, like the early 90s. Yep. And then it was like, oh, I need that. And then, yeah, you pay $20 the first year. Like, well, that's a good deal. I'll get some web space and upload some cool stuff. And then by the end of it, it was $199. And you're like, it was definitely I, got, I don't have $199 worth of stuff to say to the world. So, yeah. It was creeping up there, and the only thing I, I kept paying every year, and then it was like, one year I was like, well, I, I understand from reading on these, you know, I go on the Reddit podcast forum, and all the people on there are like, well, no, you can do it this way, and it costs you way less. Mm, thank you, like, Reddit. But then I was like, yeah, but it seems painful, and uh, there's a lot <laughs> to do, like, but. You did yeah, it. It's not so bad. So um, thank you to everybody. You can email feedback at ascoli at ascoli.com. And uh, stay classy. Uh, come play. Hmm. <laughs> I don't think that's what you meant to say. And I'm going to say think for yourself, because if you don't do it, someone will do it for you. <laughs>